Welcome to the Habitology Podcast with Melanie White. I'm really excited to be here with you today to talk about another episode in this series that's dedicated to your business and revenue growth. And today, let's talk about three proven strategies that you can use to grow and scale your business, even if you're relatively new to business and don't have many paying clients. Two of the methods that we're going to talk about today do not require you to find new clients, which is often the most costly and time-consuming way of building a business. And so that means that you can improve revenue immediately. Sound good? Well, stay tuned and let's dive into today's episode. But first, let's start with a bit of background. I just want to set the scene for you. The thing is that when your business reaches a certain size, you're going to find yourself working inefficiently and spending a lot more time on administrative tasks like sorting out invoicing and client records and figuring out when to make bookings and those sorts of things. Or further than that, you might find yourself at full capacity in terms of the hours that you can physically work or the number of clients that you can physically service in your business, which sounds like a great problem to have, right, to be fully booked. But what this means is that you reach an upper limit of income and you probably are going to find that the startup business systems that you've used, for example, manual invoicing and booking or others, have become inadequate and also time-consuming to manage. Now, I truly believe in setting yourself up well from the beginning but often that's not affordable. And if you're in one of those situations where you're losing valuable time on non-business related tasks, as in non-coaching or client-based tasks, there's also the scenario that a business that relies entirely on you presents a level of risk. For example, what happens to your business if you get sick? Or what happens to your business if you want time off? And how can you outgrow your expenses in your business and start making a real profit? Ideally, you want to be working in a business where for the number of clients you're seeing, the profit margin's getting bigger and the expenses are getting smaller, right? Makes sense. And I want to walk you through three of many considerations that might inspire you to grow or at least improve efficiencies in your business that will help you to grow. And what I'm talking about today, just to reiterate, are three methods of growing and scaling your business, but there are others that I'm not covering today. And we might cover those in a future episode. So there's a saying that goes, if your business isn't growing, it's shrinking. And I want to talk you through three of the easiest options for businesses in their early stage of growth, sometimes known as seed companies or startup. And it's companies who have some customers and are ready to expand their reach, sales and profit. Now, the first one to look at is upgrading your systems. And this becomes a relevant growth strategy for you if you've reached a limit as to how many clients you can see physically and therefore how much money you can earn. Before you consider upgrading systems, you definitely want to make sure that you have regular cash flow 
and enough profit margin to cover the costs that you'll incur through any systems upgrades. For example, if you're using a manual system that's currently free and you're going up to pay for a software that has a monthly subscription cost, you need to make sure that you're making enough profit to cover that subscription cost. And further, you want to make sure that that subscription cost is going to allow you to see more clients than you currently do and earn more revenue. So there are two ways of upgrading your systems. One of them is getting specialist help or outsourcing. And the second one is moving away from manual systems into more automated ones. And when you bring in these efficiencies, it can actually save you a lot of time and free you up to make a lot more money. So either or both of these methods can help you to create more time, to service more clients and to earn more each week. Now let's look at each of these in turn, starting with upgrading your business by outsourcing or more specifically upgrading your systems by outsourcing. Thinking about outsourcing, you could say that hiring specialist contractors is an easy way to get qualified help when you're really busy. You know, certain times of year you're flat out and other times you're really quiet. And when you're busy, you want to make the most of that time. Or perhaps you need help in a specialist area. Either way, if you're thinking of hiring somebody to help you with your business, this is known as a B2B or business-to-business arrangement where you're engaging another business to complete specific work or tasks within your business. And this can be helpful if you don't want the burden of buying and setting up software. For example, let's say that you don't want to buy and set up accounting software and manage it yourself. You'd rather hire a bookkeeper to do it for you. So this is what I'm talking about now is this outsourcing and getting human capital in to help build your business and scale it. If you're thinking about outsourcing, you might not have the workload or the cash flow to employ someone permanently, but they might be able to do some low value, monotonous or even more important tasks for you or to help you cope with those irregular busy periods so you can service more clients then. So let's talk about the second part first. Let's say that you know that at certain times of the year, you get a lot more inquiries and you have a lot more clients to see and you're at capacity there. So you might like to hire independent contract coaches for those busy periods or if you go on holiday. Now, I know of plenty of people that have done this before. They want to take a three-month trip and they don't want to speak to their clients. And some of them actually do want to have sessions in between. So they might hire a peer coach to step in and coach on their behalf. Or let's say that you're running a weight loss boot camp and 60 people sign up. You could easily hire another coach to help you do that. And this is what I did in my business. When I started seeing 45 clients a week in my weight loss business, four groups of 10 and five individuals, I found another coach in my area and I subcontracted her to help me run the sessions, which was great because it only cost me an hourly rate and because I was running groups, I had leveraged income. So I might be bringing in a lot more money and the expense of an hourly rate for that coach was totally worth it for me because I could work to my maximum capacity. 
Alternatively, you can use outsourcing to hand over specific tasks or regular roles to an expert. And these might be things that you're not good at, you don't like doing, or that take you hours of time to do. For example, let's say that it takes you hours and hours to create social media posts and you hate posting them. A virtual assistant can be super helpful there. You can hire them for as little as 18 or 20 or $25 an hour. And a couple of hours a week can help you get those tasks off your desk so you can do more important things. There could be a bookkeeper, accountant, marketing consultant, or an IT professional. So instead of wasting hours trying to create landing pages or websites, instead of creating hours trying to figure out what to do with marketing or how to manage your books, pay someone that specializes in that and get them to do it for you. Yes, it's a cost, but if you have clients coming in, spending money in that area is going to make a whole bunch of difference to the way you think and feel, the amount of pressure that you're carrying, the tension, the overwhelm. It's going to take all of that off your plate and help you focus on what you're good at, which is the work that you do. I will be talking more specifically about virtual in, uh, assistance in the next episode of this podcast. And one thing I'll say is if you are going to do outsourcing, please, please, please make sure that you have a formal signed agreement in place a contractor agreement or whatever it's going to be before any work commences. And that agreement should clearly outline the scope of work, the limitations, the liability of that person, the specific duties they have to perform and payment arrangements. Further to that, you need to have policies in place around privacy and who owns the client, about conduct or anything else that states your expectations around the quality of work, and expected behaviour, including the insurances that they must hold or experience that they must have. And then you'd have some procedures to help you hand over specific tasks. Now, I know that sounds a little bit onerous, but you are doing things in your business every week and you know how to do them well. If you start writing down those steps, then you have some documents to hand over to someone who can help you in your business. And that's going to save you a lot of time down the track. The second way to upgrade systems is to automate tasks. And so if you don't want to outsource jobs to other people, you can do those manual things more efficiently. For example, maybe you started your business creating invoices in Microsoft Word. Maybe you were keeping track of your clients in a physical logbook or an Excel worksheet. Maybe you're posting social media posts one at a time in Facebook and one at a time in Instagram. Maybe you're manually writing individual separate emails to your customers before, during and after programs. Maybe you're manually emailing resources to clients when they're working with you. And when you're doing all of that, it takes a lot more time to perform each of those tasks. But when you switch those manual ways of doing things to more automated processes, or you use software to do them for you, you can save a lot of time, you can virtually eliminate mistakes, and you can be freed up to coach more clients. Some examples include, let's say the manual invoicing of handwriting or typing out invoices is taking a lot of time. There is financial software available that you can use to automate that to some degree and, and make it more streamlined. One example is Wave Apps, which is a free software or paid low-cost versions include QuickBooks or Zero, spelt with an X. Also, you can use a social media scheduling tool instead of manually posting, and examples include Recur Post and Hootsuite. 
And what you do is you put some posts into a calendar and they are delivered automatically to the platforms of your choosing. So you do it once rather than showing up every day to post. Instead of using your Outlook email or your Gmail, you can get an email system like MailChimp or MailerLite to have more professional templated emails and automated emails that can be drip fed to your clients while they're working with you in a program. And instead of manual booking and payment and contracts, you can clean that up with a booking system like Calendly or Acuity Scheduling and perform multiple tasks of onboarding at once. Now, this is a brief summary, and if you want more information on these, you can go to previous episodes of my podcast, which are also blogs on my website. Episode 105 is about the best essential business systems, and episode 106 is the best advanced business systems. So looking at those or listening to those can help you get more ideas about how to automate things in your business, how to simplify things in your business and free up more time and get rid of some of those annoying administrative headaches. So that's the first way to build and grow your revenue and scale your business. The second way is to increase your prices. And when your business reaches a certain level, this is a really simple strategy to grow your income without any cost to you, without working extra hours. You can raise your prices or you might even like to repackage your services. For example, you might like to raise your prices by 10% and you might also offer a bonus downloadable training course or meditation track or something like that with your program. And so by adding that thing in, it raises the tangible value of what you're doing and makes the increase more palatable, but there's only that one-off labor cost. So that thing that you create gets added on as a package to your coaching program and justifies the increase of 10% in your prices. Or you could raise your prices by 15% or more, 20%, 30%, and reposition yourself as a highly experienced specialist in one area of coaching. So for example, let's say you've been working generally in women's health and you decide to be a specialist in helping women cope with anxiety and menopause That's gone very narrow all of a sudden. But when you are seen as a specialist in that area and you have the track record and testimonials to prove it, why wouldn't you go that way? Why wouldn't you increase your prices? Specialists always command high prices because of the expertise and the knowledge and the understanding that you have around that demographic. Another thing you could do is create a group coaching program instead of a one-to-one to increase the return on investment of your time. So instead of seeing one person in a session for, say, $150 or whatever your pricing is, you could see four, five, eight people in a session. They may pay the same amount or a bit less, but suddenly the amount you're earning per session is much higher. Another way to increase your pricing is to develop a premium specialty service that's higher priced. For example, a six-month or 12-month mastermind or a membership that has an ongoing fee. There are lots of different pricing strategies to choose from. So you've got to pick the one that best suits your niche, your level of expertise, your business and your lifestyle goals. For example, if you have a lot of time and you'd like to work with groups, that might be a logical way to go. Or if you want to keep your current 
amount of clients, but simply increase your credibility and earn more money per session, then you might decide to reposition and rebrand as a specialist in an area and raise your prices accordingly. You need to think about what's right for you. And I suggest working with a business coach to help you pick the right strategy for your business. If you're thinking about pricing and how to communicate that, you might also be interested in my podcast episode number 202, Should I Show Pricing on My Website? It's a pretty popular one. Finally, the third method I'd like to talk today about to increase your revenue and growth is to increase the number of options that you have available. And the background, I guess, is that when you start out in your business, you often just create one program or one or two, and you focus on doing those things really well and becoming known for them and getting a good reputation. That's a great way to start. And it's like me, when I started my weight loss coaching business, I had the Downsize Me program. That was the one offering, and it was an eight-week program. And then as you start to get more customers, you'll start to see opportunities to work with people in different ways. And by increasing the number of service options that you have, you can grow your business and revenue. So for example, for me with the Downsize Me program, I realized that there were people who had a lot of weight to lose, say 30, 40 kilos, and they kept coming back and doing the same eight-week program every school term. And I wanted to offer them something different. So I created a monthly membership style option so that they could get ongoing support without going through the same exact process of my main program. I could have also offered a VIP 12-month one-on-one program at a higher price if I wanted to. But that would be an example of how I started seeing these clients and realising that many of them needed support beyond eight weeks. And that's where I saw how I might be able to increase my options. Or another example could be that you create a short do-it-yourself program that has some email support with it. And that could be a low-cost entry point for people who are interested in working on one small problem they have, for example, establishing a bedtime ritual for better sleep. Of course, you'd want to make sure that a small program like that is related to your specialty, your niche, and your bigger program. It it would be like a small subset of that. It needs to make sense to your audience, in other words. And so when you increase the options through a DIY or a scaled program, you're going to get income for very little live client time. And that gives them a step into your main program, which equates to more money for less time and effort. And just a note there that even if you did develop some sort of a DIY program, you'd still need to promote that regularly in order to sell it. Another option could be going from one-to-one into a group program. And I mentioned this in the previous section. That means you're earning more money per session, but you're also building a community of like-minded people who work with you and connect with each other and are more likely to want to stay connected. The eight-week programs followed up with a maintenance program for or, or mastermind or membership, and that's what I've described with Downsize Me. And this means that you can keep your customers for longer. So think about my eight-week program that I kept doing over and over again. Some of those would finish the eight weeks and disappear and come back a year later. But imagine if I'd have had something in place to help them with consistency 
and cementing those new habits in place, some sort of maintenance program. I could have kept those customers for beyond eight weeks and therefore earned more money over a longer period and help them to get to that next level of results. There could also be a higher value program where you add specific resources or a welcome pack or package up some other services or products like meditation playlists or recipe book or journals with prompts that you've developed. Any of those can earn you more money by increasing the value of that service, but for no extra time in delivering it for you. And there are lots of options. You might like to go back through these. But just to give you a summary, the first one and smallest one I mentioned is developing a short DIY program with email support. The second one was turning your one-on-one program into a group, or even if it's a small group, so you're earning more per session. It could be that your initial program is followed up with something like a membership or a VIP or a mastermind where clients stick around for longer. Or it could be a higher value program with more resources or packaged in other services or products. One important caveat I want to make is this. Keep your number of available service options to three or four at a maximum. Why? Because otherwise you risk entering the paradox of choice, which is where customers are going to walk away without making a decision because there are too many options and they can't decide what to do keep it simple. Just have at a maximum three or yeah, maybe at a push four, but I actually think three is the ideal number of services. Something that they can do themselves, something that they can do with you in a group and something that they can do as a one-to-one high intensity program. Sounds like a good mix to me, but it's totally up to you. Now let's summarize today's episode. When you're coaching enough clients that you hit a ceiling of available time or income, or if you notice opportunities to help clients more deeply or for longer, there are some strategies that you can put in place to take your business to the next level. We just talked about three options today, and there are many more, but those three options were upgrading your systems to increase your bandwidth, increasing your pricing. We talked about different ways and scenarios there, and creating more options for working with you, but not too many. If you need help to develop business written and revenue growth strategies to suit your specific business and niche, you can contact me to join my private coaching waitlist. This is a one-to-one service that goes for five months and I invite people to join in February and June of each year and I normally sell out my available spots within a week of promoting. So if you'd like to do that, you can join the waitlist. There is a, a few things that I use to qualify people to see if they're a good fit and we probably want to have a chat first, but you're welcome to hit me up on my contact page and inquire if that's something that interests you. Otherwise, I really hope this has been a helpful episode for you. I'd love to know what you think you might do to help you to grow and scale your business. Which of these strategies would be most helpful for you? keen to hear and look forward to the next episode with you where I'm talking about virtual assistants, what they do, how to hire them and how it all works. Thanks for being here and I'll see you next time. Bye for now.